Thank you for tuning into the Hope When There Was None podcast. And here we share stories to educate you, to empower you and inspire. So thank you for listening and tuning in. Please do me a favor and share if you have a favorite episode, or maybe you think somebody else that needs a dose of positivity and to maybe break open some of the darkness, let there be light. So thank you again for all of your support and encouragement. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, we're live. It's Melinda. How are you doing from Hope When There Was None? I'm coming on with probably a long broadcast and I'm just shooting from the hip. I do have some notes that I'll be referring to. So if you see me look around kind of funny, you look down all the time. That's what I'm doing. I have my glasses off so you don't have to look up my nose when my bifocals, I'm looking through those. So let's talk about some trauma drama. Well, are you a trauma mama or trauma da- daddy? What does that mean? Okay, so what happens? Like, let's say as an example, and I really want to get to this seriously because I know I just did one the other day uh, about trauma and, um, you know, you can be swept up and we all know somebody in our lives or it could be us that it just seems like every time we turn a corner, there is some sort of drama being played out in our lives and our friends' lives, or we get just sucked right into that. And especially if you've just left a abusive relationship, you are still in that spiral, that merry-go-round of drama because your partner is probably um, still messing with you, stalking you, or just poking at you, maybe getting you back into the to and from into the legal system. So you're being drawn out with different suits or different child supervised visits or whatever that looks like to you. You know what I mean? Or or maybe if you're listening to this and you have a loved one or you yourself know somebody in co-worker or so on, so on, they seem to be just on this cycle of constant like Every time that you talk to them, there is some sort of drama going on. And it's like, man, I don't want to be around that person. And it can be that way. It can be that intense with somebody. And I talked about sucking somebody in, into your unloading your trauma, unloading that to an unsuspecting victim (laughs) person. So what happens in our body after or during when we're in that toxic relationship, what happens is our body is constantly in our brain is making decisions every day about what we eat, where we're going to go for lunch, what we're going to do throughout our day. So our brain is just doing these things automatically. We're going to brush our teeth when we get up, make our bed, get dressed. So we're on autopilot most of the time. Now you're in a situation and it could be a traumatic situation and not at a point where you're Maybe you're safe at this time. Your abuser is not home. So you are safe. Your brain can relax a little bit. And it's just doing that unconscious things that it doesn't know that it, you know, or that it knows, excuse me, that it needs to do. It needs to get your heart pumping. It needs to breathe for you. It needs to do, you know, just some normal brain stuff and body stuff that, that needs to happen in your body. And so then you can do that reading or doing errands and so on and so on, whatever it is that you need to do. So you might be in, oh, okay. You might have to wait for this for a little later. Someone just showed up, (laughs) but I want to talk more about this apparently a little later, but when we talk about this brain, it unconsciously looks for And you can feel this, like you might even get uh, the chills when someone comes in the room. You might know from just a look 
that someone's doing at you across the room. Perhaps you're at a family gathering and your partner's looking at you and you know that look because when they give you that look, maybe the hairs on the back of your neck kind of prickle up. You know you're in trouble or you know they're angry or upset and so on and so on. So then your, your brain all of a sudden goes on auto drive, okay? It goes into that, we hear about fight, flight, fawn, and so on and so on. We do have these reactions that we can do. Um, and sometimes we get tripped up with that. We do recognize these when we aren't safe. Our heart beats faster. Uh, we might get a little sweaty. You might get a little clammy, whatever that is. So that fight or flight response is going on in your body. And that's natural. We've all experienced that. Even if you haven't been in an abusive relationship, you felt this. When a car swerves in front of you when you're driving or suddenly stops, or when someone you're going into the parking spot and some booger takes that right out of you <laughs> right away, you are going to turn there. But we all have those moments. Everybody's had those moments where our heart beats a little bit, where we have this heightened awareness and natural body response, okay? And it can make us feel a little unsafe. It can be a little distressing, okay? It can be distressing for us. So there are those fight, fight, flight, freeze, and fawn, or friend, or uh, some people call it flop too. There's a couple different ways you can call these. So we do have these responses that go, that um, are with us. Now also what your brain is doing, it's, we have this something called the amygdala, 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 big words. <laughs> so it's this little gland in our brain. And it's like this, this um, a little alarm, this little alarm clock. So when something is happening, when there's some danger or something, it does something with the limbatics. Limb I shouldn't just use these big words. It's doing stuff in our in our brain that's going to trigger that fight or flight response. Okay, so limbic system. That's what that big word is. But honestly, our brain is constantly scanning for this environment. It's telling us we're going to have that heightened cortisol. We're going to have that our adrenal response as well. We have all these different responses, chemical things that are going on in our brain. So what does this have to do with, with things? When we get locked into a trauma response, into that toxic relationship, sometimes our body craves that. Okay, so I'm going to end just a few minutes because I've got to get to something. Um, we kind of crave that. And it can look like... If you've ever, and I've made mention of this before, if you've ever been addicted to caffeine, if you've ever been addicted to cigarettes, if you've ever been addicted to sugar, fast food, and you go cold turkey or you start weaning yourself off, you might be triggered where you start craving these things. You, you are, you're just craving. It's like, oh, I really need a cheeseburger right now. Or, oh, I can really have some bread and pasta. And that usually happens to me when I'm doing some kind of diet that I'm doing. So this happens to your body. You start craving it. You honestly might get these physical responses too as you're going through your withdrawals. So, uh, you know, people can talk about these like somebody that's a drug addict or coming that's an alcoholic. So, but if you're not one of those, these are other things that you can think of that might give you, of course, not the same kind of responses, but it's just giving you some point of reference. Okay. So those are things that your body does, that your brain does and how it works. So I'm going to come back either a little later or tomorrow and talk more about the trauma here. We've got a friend that's stopping over to do some um, garden work for us and we got some gravel that was just delivered so we need to go ahead and go take care of that I need to hop on outside to see if I need to move anything move my cars so thanks for joining in I'm sorry this is so short
tune in later. Bye.